Love Talk Radio. Thank you for taking the time to download and listen to this recording of We'll Take On Sports Podcast. Uh, you probably heard some pre-show. Um, <laughs> we were we were talking about people not wearing masks. I'm going to keep that conversation going. I know we, this is a sports show, but we talk about whatever we feel like it on this show. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put this out there on record and put this, put this out there so y'all can hear this. I don't care about you not wearing a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, that's your business. Just don't take your happy ass to the hospital. Stay home. Don't put the healthcare workers at risk. That's the way I look at it, and that's the way I see it. As one of the gentlemen that's joining me today, Mr. Zach Flournoy, he is in the healthcare field. Don't put Zach at risk. If you don't want to wear a mask, stay home. It's that simple. Since, your, since you can't breathe with a mask on. <laughs> 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 you can't breathe. You can't breathe. You gonna ever? Yeah, hear. I know. Yeah, I can't breathe with a mask on. That's okay. Just stay home. That's all we say. You know what I'm saying? Well, nobody wants to fringe on your, your, uh, your freedom or whatever. Anyway, back to sports. Today's podcast, level 15. The ultimate goal is to win a championship. I'm gonna get into this with these guys because fans are fans. I don't care what fan of what industry or what entertainment it is, whether it's TV, whether it's movies, whether it's entertainment, music, or sports, fans sometimes are just very delusional uh, in reactions. They expect that the team they root for is just to dominate the game, the entire game. The other team ain't supposed to do nothing. The other team's just supposed to just lay there don't, and cooperate and let your team just dominate the game. It, it just absolutely mind-boggling to me. I get it. You can be passionate about your team, but recognize that the other team make plays too. As Tua just really should just throw an interception right there. I don't know what that middle linebacker was thinking about. That ball went right to his hands. Anyway, I want to welcome in Mr. Zach Florida, Mr. Derek Wilson, and back joining us again, Mr. Walter Strong. What's up, Walter? How you doing, man? How you feeling? Gentlemen, good evening. Walter. Good evening. Good evening. Hey, how What's we doing, Walter, everyone? Man? Doing good. good. Just so, grinding, man. You didn't have stuff to just I'm sorry. You didn't have to pre you didn't have to preach this week. I thought we was visiting. No, that's because next week. That's next week. Actually oh, that's oh, next, next week. week. Oh, okay. So just want to make sure, you know. We, it'll it'll be on my Facebook page for you to check it out. Oh, okay. We don't we don't wanna uh interrupt your uh calling. So you can come on here and talk about sports. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. No. Amen. Amen, preacher. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, going with a championship. I know that's right. I don't. I don't want that. I want. I want him to. Yeah, I want to be on his side. I don't want to be against him, especially when the judgment day comes. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. Ultimate goal is to win a championship. Uh, Zach, I'm gonna start with you, and I'm really picking on your Miami Hurricanes fan base because. Miami's played a couple of close games uh, a couple of weeks in a row here, and everybody's saying, oh, wow, how did this happen? You know, they look at the previous opponent that Virginia Tech played. They lost to them, so they figured Miami should blow the doors off of Virginia Tech. It didn't happen that way, but Miami did get the win. 
So the ultimate goal is to win a championship. No matter how you get there, the ultimate goal is to win a championship. Am I right or wrong with that assessment, Zach? Uh, you're right, and that's the thing. You're, the, the, you, you heard what the key word is there? To win. It don't matter how you win, right? It's to win. It don't matter if you win by 50. It don't matter if you win by one. But you won. I don't get it either. So the ultimate goal is to win. That's it. Uh, you are correct. Okay. All right, Derek. Uh, what is your thought? Um, you you seen two dominant uh, Florida State championships of the 14 one and the 99 one. You guys just just ran through everybody. But it doesn't always work out that way, D. Does it? Right. Nope. And I'm agree with that. That's the whole point. The point is to win. Whether you win by one, ten, five. If it was a half a point in football, as long as you won by the half a point, it does not matter. And right. listen, you're not gonna get up for every game. I don't know why people believe that these eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old people are gonna be highly motivated every week. That's just not gonna happen. Some of them had some fights with their girlfriends. Some of them got issues back at the house. Some of them, you know what I mean, might have ate something a little bad. They stayed up too late. There's so many variables that go into it. As long as they won the game, that's all that matters. That's, that's my take on it. Walter, you were a Pistons fan, back-to-back championships, but you guys should have won three in a row. So, although they were close, in the 88, I'm talking about the Pistons and beating the Lakers. They did lose in seven games, but Isaiah went down. He twisted his ankle mm-hmm. uh, in game six. But they came back and redeemed themselves and won back-to-back titles. So the ultimate goal is to win a championship. So what is your thoughts about that? Absolutely. I, I don't know if you heard the news. Today was declared Detroit Pistons uh, Bad Boys Day because ESPN was showing the 30 for 30. So I don't know if y'all saw that on your calendar. So I was enjoying me some 30 for 30, but absolutely. It, it's all about winning and executing. We, you know, and if we got to win ugly, fine. If we got to, we got to intimidate you mentally. Like, like I heard Joe Dumas say on the 30 for 30 today that the fans were literally to the point where they were thinking about the Pistons, you know, going to fight their team and hurt their team. They had already beat them. And so I love winning gritty. I love winning, you know, blue-collar style as the Pistons do. So, And, you know, even watching how the Steelers are doing it right now. It ain't pretty right now, but they winning. That's one of the things um... – one of the things I like to do is I like to watch. I like to look at Twitter when the games are on, especially on NFL and uh, college football and some other things. But fans are just they're, they're just outrageous. I don't care what fan base it is. They're just outrageous. But I want to <laughs> get you guys thoughts on something real quick that just came across my attention on the Four Letter Network or Four Letter, four letter uh, website. Uh, there's a possibility that James Harden may join Kevin Durant and um, Kyrie Irving. Uh, I saw so that. Form a, a big three. So, so, what do you think, Zach? Since you chimed in, what do you think? I mean, hey, it'll be it'll be the reunion of Durant and Harden. So, I, you know, I don't really have an opinion because you know it's not my team. But I'm like, wow, I, I, I'd like to see it go my, make it happen. Since if, you know this is the era of the super teams, as they put it, make it happen. Mm-hmm. Make it happen. I want to you know. Are they the favorites to win the East? If that, if are they the favorites to win the East if that trio gets together? 
hell no. no I'm, I'm sorry. Nope. I don't still don't think. I don't think so. <laughs> because you still got a mess, okay? <laughs> okay. You still gonna okay. have to become a team, okay? Because you're still a bunch mm-hmm. of individual players. So I don't still don't. I don't think mm-hmm. so. I, I, you know, I'll still go with Boston or, you know, Boston or what you call it, um, Toronto with that. But it will be interesting. It will be interesting. Now the blatant homer that you are, I cannot believe you didn't just throw the heat. You didn't make the heat one of those favorites that you mentioned. The nah, blatant homer. No, no, no. But I'm, I'm a realist too. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm always root for the heat no matter what, but I'm still a realist because we got lucky. We don't have another superstar. If we had another pure score in Miami, then of course Uh-oh. I'd be like, all right. Nah. But, ball, I, ball, but I'm, I'm a realist. Ball, ball, okay. Ball, ball, uh-huh. You you don't get lucky in Major League Baseball, the NHL, or the NBA playoffs. You got to be the team four out of seven times. You get lucky in the NFL because it's one and done. College basketball because it's one and done. Okay. You don't get lucky in a series. You if you beat a team four times, you're better than them. All right, right. You know what? You're right. But okay, we got hot at the right time. Miami got hot at the right time, and they played team ball. So you're right. They were the better team at that time. So correct. You're correct. How you let me talk you into that? You should have stuck, stuck to your gun. Anyway, uh, no. <laughs> don't let me talk hey, you into that. Like I'm a realist. I'm a realist. Mommy was not the favorite, okay. but I, I'm going to choose for them no matter what. I'm a roofer, you know. Okay. That's fair. That's, 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 that's your opinion. That's fair. Hi, uh, Derek, what do you think about a possible big three with Harden, Durant, and Kyrie Irving? Uh, I, I think it's. I think it's kind of one of those things that will be the ultimate science experiment. The reason why I say that is because um, you've seen what James Harden can do with the ball, but we've seen him play without the ball um, in OKC. You know what I mean? I've seen him play without the ball some. KD can function perfectly fine just catching the ball and doing what he do. The thing that would give me pause is Kyrie Irving because I don't care what people say. Kyrie Irving probably got some of the best handles I've ever seen, but there's something wrong with this dude. His teams literally – look like they have so much more fun when he's not playing. And James Harden, you know what I mean, don't want to play with Russ because he got to share the spotlight. But listen, Russ, Russ plays 120 miles an hour. Now, he might do some questionable mm-hmm. stuff, but he's going to give you everything he got. With Kyrie Irving, man, Kyrie Irving is just a strange dude. and I, That's not knocking him, you know what I mean, but – He's just a strange cat. Now, if it works out, then great. But I think that they're going to have some internal stuff that's really going to have to be worked out before they be considered a favorite just because it's going to be – I think it's going to be a, a, a tug of war at the end of the game. You know what I mean? It's my, or, or they may fall into the same situation that Boston fell into um, late in the playoffs. Okay, your turn, my turn. Your turn, my turn. You know what I mean? It, it, I, it's got to be – there's got to be – uh, super stability at the top with Nash and D'Antoni for it to work. D'Antoni didn't make it work in Houston, so, you know what I mean, everybody act like he's going to be like this super stabilizer if this happens in New Jersey, and I just don't see that. I can concur with everything you just said. Walter, what's your thoughts? You up you up in uh, the New York metropolitan area. What is your thoughts about well, that possible uh, trio? The New York fans are going to eat it up. But like what Derek said, you know, that team was built and designed for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to follow the suit. The simple fact now, you're going to add James Harden. Now, if you said to me we were subtracting Irving from 
the team and you are going to keep hurting. <laughs> right. That's, I'm, that's I'm the same sorry. thing I was I'm, thinking, Walter. If you said you were going to do that, then I'd have been like, lovely. Okay, you, you got yourself yeah. a championship competitive team. But the simple right. fact you're going to still have Irving on it, I, I just don't see how – I would rather – oh, God, Irving has just shown me that <laughs> he can't be the, you know, the the important piece to help them win a, a championship. I mean, it, it, it showed for the last two years uh, whether he was on Boston or he was with the Nets. He turns around and he's not playing. Teams are playing better. And then you want to put Harding in the mix? Um, it's not going to work. I mean, I'm very disappointed in Houston because I really thought when, when Daryl Moore was going to make his exit, I really thought that they would look at individuals like Scotty Brooks, who formerly coached the Thunder and who was familiar with uh, Westbrook and, and uh, Harden and kind of build that team. And then also look at, you know, maybe Kenny Smith doesn't really want to go and become a general manager. But if you'd have put some former Houston championship uh, players in management and coaching, I think that would have turned Houston around to make them a serious threat to the Lakers. And so I, I can't blame Harden and, and Westbrook from being upset on what's going on. But, no, nah, it, it's not going to work. It didn't work with Garnett and Pierce and um, who, who else that they had. With their with their version of a big three, uh, Joe, it didn't Joe work Johnson. then. And, and Joe Johnson and Daryl, I mean, yeah. you, okay, what happened in Miami with LeBron and Wade and Bosch was special. That was special. That's that's something I think mm-hmm. you're going to be able to talk for years and share with your grandchildren. What happened with you know Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, Chauncey Billups, Hamilton. And and the rest of that pissed in 2014, that was special. So I don't know if you're going to be able to see a championship team built like that. So to try to keep repeating it and trying to create your version of a big three, it's going to lead to disaster. And it, can I add one little thing to that, uh, Will? Sure. Um, Go ahead. Something that, Walter, something that Walter just said really did make sense. Um with with the Miami Heat, even with the Pistons, you know what I mean. People people don't give that team credit for how many really good people they had on that team. But I think mm-hmm. what you're gonna have, if this does happen, is you're gonna have um, some people who have really fragile egos in the building. Like everything offends them. Like Kevin Garnett is the only dude I know that makes two hundred million dollars that responds to everybody on Twitter. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> to everybody mm-hmm. on Twitter. You know what I mean? But not only that, the the reason that K K that K D and Kyrie went to New Jersey is because that team was built to win. Well, with what they're gonna have to give up from what I saw, they're gonna have to give up Karis LeBert, you're gonna have to give up uh Dinwiddie you're gonna to have to give up Jared Allen. You're gonna you may even have to give up Joe Harris and like one other mm-hmm. player. You're gonna take all the depth out, so now you're gonna be top heavy. None of those guys are premier defenders. I don't care what people say about K K D. He's not a premier defender. He's just long as hit. That's just the only difference. Well, you know what I mean. There was a reason that DeAndre Jordan wasn't starting. There was a reason that even when Kyrie was playing. Spencer Dinwiddie had better numbers. There was a reason why Karis LeVert was the go-to guy for most of the season. So you're going to get rid of all of the people who built the team into 
something attractive for those two to want to go there. So now what do you have left? That's going to be kind of the question. And plus, you got three max players, not one, not two, but three. 40 million, I think 35 million, and 40 million, that's like 80 to 90% of your cap. Who else you going to pay? You get they, you, you, you can always get the mid level exception. You get yeah, one of those, then you get a veteran. The, the, the reason why the Lakers were so deadly this year is because they had a ton of real good veterans. But those veterans weren't making um, like the White and and um, and Rondo were the only ones who had like paltry contracts. KCP made ten million dollars. Danny Green made thirteen million. I mean, you know what I mean? Like the guys who made that team as good and as deep as it was that enabled them to win, they had to pay them. There ain't gonna be a whole bunch of people that's taking mid levels right now because everybody gonna be worried about whether they are gonna get locked out again. They gonna be trying to get as much money as possible, even at the detriment of not winning. Good point. So, good point. And then if I, got I think all of you will. Go ahead. Go ahead. The other thing, when they brought with those contracts with Garnett and Pierce, and they give up all those first first round draft picks, mm-hmm. it took a mm-hmm. while for New Jersey to get them to the point where they are now. And I think by bringing right. on Harding, you're going to go back and revisit history. Well, what will happen mm-hmm. is if you, you – you, again, you're dealing with a first-year coach in Nash. You know, you, you hired your first-ever offensive coach in basketball in Mike D'Antoni. That that don't make sense, but that's one of the discussions. <laughs> you, you're going to turn around and revisit – after it all falls yeah. apart, you don't give up all your draft picks. You don't give up your Karis Leverts, your Dimwitties, your Harrises, your Allens, and then you don't have any draft picks, and then you're stuck with all that money. And then basically you become the New York Knicks little brother all over again. Oh, man. Very good point. Oh. Well, I'm – what, it, my, what I'm going to say is going to address all three of you, uh, everything all three of you said, and they were very astute points for all of you guys. I want this to happen because they won't play zero defense. Please let this happen. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Let this happen because that will definitely say that all Miami has to worry about is Boston. That's it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about KD, yeah. Harden, and, and Kyrie because, I, I, yeah, you're going to score but you're not going to stop nobody from scoring. Um, and the only other move that the rumors have it out there is if Victor Oladipo does go to Milwaukee because that makes them extremely dangerous because that does give him another star. I'm talking about Giannis, and he may stay, although I don't want yeah. him on the Heat anyway. I want, I want the Heat to build bigger, not necessarily not big name, but bigger in height. Um, I want this to happen. I really do. There's another possible trade out there, and I think this is the move that could cause this team to repeat because this cat balled out for OKC last year, and I am not talking about CP3. I am talking about Dennis. Oh, he's my he is a possible. <laughs> he is possibly going to the Lakers. That is, oh, no, it's done. Really, it's done. Oh, it's done. Yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah, it's done. They, they're going to announce it officially on Monday. Oh, that's yeah? going to be tough wow. to stop him. Yeah. See that changes. I think that's got to change Golden State's draft thought uh, process because there's no way you can ask James Wiseman and um, uh, what's the guy that just signed with LeBron um, that Draymond Green to play against Anthony Davis. 
you if if the everybody keeps touting the Warriors because they got their second pick. If you're going to beat the Lakers with Dennis Schroeder, LeBron James, and uh, AD, you're going to have to find some way to have a mobile big guy that's at least six nine, six ten, or somewhere just to get in AD's way because AD is the key. He he is he is the matchup nightmare. He is what killed Miami because Miami couldn't help off LeBron because he's got AD. And then you give him mm-hmm. another dude that can legitimately shoot, shoot and shooter and penetrate and play a little D, now the Lakers become a nightmare. And Avery Bradley coming back, now they become a nightmare. I don't know what they're going to do about KCP yeah. and the Morris twin, but they're, that's, a, that's a tough set. So if I'm the Warriors, who yeah. everybody, all these funders, D, keep saying, oh, the Warriors are going to be a team that turns the Lakers. Yeah, because you're thinking James Wiseman is going to be that dude. I watched James Wiseman when he was at Memphis. I wasn't impressed. He's I don't close. know about y'all, but I watched the two games he played. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with him, so I don't know. But maybe he's, he's been working he's out at IMG. So. He is. He's just, there's a, and he's no yeah, – he, but D, he's no matchup for AD. He he can't guard nah, Anthony not. Davis. And Draymond's too small. So, and yeah, we yeah. know Clay and Steph are going to be chomping at the bit. We know that. But if I'm the Warriors, I trade that pick. I, I got to get somebody that's a veteran – to at least get in old boy's way. I, I'm not saying no, nobody can stop Anthony Davis. There's a guy out there. There's there's one mm-hmm. guy out there. If they can pull off a sign and trade, if they're willing to give up Wiggins, uh, they, they could probably keep the second pick. But if they can pull off a sign and trade for Christian Wood, they got a shot. But see, Christian Wood, because he was on Miami's radar, um, I know he had a career year last year, D. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't sign him for no more than eight mil. I, I just wouldn't give him right. that much money. I can't give, but but Miami did that with Whiteside. Whiteside had one good year, and they made it. And this this what fractured the relationship between Riley and Dwayne Wade. Dwayne say, "I proved it to you. I took the sacrifice." Now, again, sports is not a. I gotta take care of you business. It's what have you done for me lately? So, Dwayne thought he was owed a lifetime of well a service a service contract for all his years of service. And Pat Riley said, "Uh, uh-uh, I gotta go with the young guy." But that was off for one one and a half years. I don't believe in right. giving a guy money off one and a half years because I I can tell you some some examples of Ike Austin. Anybody know who Ike Austin is? Yeah, I, I remember him. I remember I, I remember Ike Austin. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know who John <laughs> Conkac is? You know who John Conkac yeah. is? Yeah, yeah, remember <laughs> okay. him from Atlanta. Okay, and they gave him a big contract. Okay, so. I don't believe in giving guys money off a of one-year situation. And look what happened with the Heat and Hassan Whiteside. They gave him that big money, and he was coming off the bench to a second-year 20-year-old that played one year at Kentucky. Right? So I wouldn't give Christian Wood no more than $8 million. Right, but that's why, that's why you try to work the sign and trade. Listen, I don't get me wrong. I'm not, a, I'm not an Andrew Wiggins hater. I'm not. I just don't think he's a good fit for what they do. He's not. I don't care what people no. say. He's not an elite defender. He's not. He's not no. a great shooter. And he mm-hmm. don't play hard. Okay. So, if you give him, listen, here Detroit, y'all need another guy that's close to a max level to pair with Blake Griffin. Y'all don't take pretty much anybody because nobody wants to really go to Detroit. Okay. Right. You give me Christian Wood and one other solid role player to bring back for that $22 million. I'm okay with that. I got two $10 million players. One of them I might flip for somebody else. You still got the second pick, which you're still going to move. I seriously doubt they're going to keep it. 
Or they do like I said and call Philadelphia and give them Andrew Wiggins to run with Ben Simmons and Doc Rivers, that first-round pick, and get Joel Embiid. You got a monster in the middle and shooters everywhere. But to me, that's the only, those are the only kind of moves that, like Will said, are going to give them a shot. If not, AD going to eat them alive. Like, they got Let me ask you guys these it, can't, it can't be nothing simple. Mm-mm. Let me okay, ask you guys well, some questions. Uh, number one, what would you feel Serge Ibaka's um, worth is at this point, and how do you feel about him instead of the, the rumors talking about him going to the Lakers, maybe him going to Golden State to help against? Uh, I don't. Anthony I don't want him to go. I don't want him to go to neither one of them places because Serge Ibaka's on my radar too. He's on the Miami Heat's radar also because <laughs> I want him. Gotcha. I want him and Bam. I want him and Bam to pair together. Oh, man, that would be a nice. That would be a exactly. nice. And then you give that me Danilo nice. Gallinari. You give me Danilo Gallinari, and then you give me Jordan Clarkson, or I'll re-sign Goran Dragic. It doesn't matter. I just need a big guard. I need a big guard to play. Whether Goran comes back for the for veteran minimum, but if you let me, if Serge Ibaka wants to win, and he wants to be a key, he have a key role in winning mm-hmm. and still be on the East Coast, I don't know if that matters to him or not. But we got lovely weather, just like L.A., and we got potential to where him and Bam Adebayo will give me the size to where I can bother Anthony Davis. And I know, I know you guys saying, well, dog, you know I'm even thinking about the East. No, I don't care about Giannis Antetokounmpo then because I got two guys that can beat him up. I'm worried about Anthony Davis. I think that he could get back if I get Serge Ibaka. If I can get Serge Ibaka and Danilo Garinari, you give me three six, you give me a six ten, six ten, and six eleven, and then one of them six eleven is a dead eye shooter. I'm good to go. I got mm-hmm. the East. The East is mine. But gotcha. I want Serge Ibaka because I, I need a dog. Because Serge Ibaka is a dog. <laughs> I need a dog to play alongside Bam. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. That's what the Heat need. I need another. Yeah, I need right. a dog. I don't need Leonard Myers. I don't need Myers in there. Leonard Myers, whatever two whatever combination his two names go. I mean his two first names go. But I need a dog. And I love Jay Crowder, but if he ain't coming back for the veteran minimum, see you later. Bye. See you later. You, you can go too. But I need a dude to play alongside Bam so Bam won't, you know, he he he, work, he has to work too hard. He has to cover all the doggone switches. Then he got to get all the darn rebounds. Then he got to run the offense. But you give me Serge Ibaka to play alongside of him. That takes some of that defensive responsibility away from him. And he can shoot the spot up three. Okay. Okay. But that's why I don't want. I don't want. That's why I don't want Serge with the Lakers. I know the Lakers are the favorite because they're the defending champion, and I know he has a possibility of signing with Golden State also. But I'm a I'm a bet on the Godfather. He has a way of giving people an offer they can't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Now I got, I got one for you, Will. I think this is a real possibility. Andrew Wiggins. For Nikola Vucevic, Orlando is looking to move him. Orlando is that, that, to that move gives, him. Dude, that dude would give that, you buckets. That would make the Lakers sign a big. Yeah, that would make mm-hmm. the Lakers sign a big because Anthony Davis can't play him. See, he's too physical yeah, for Anthony Davis. Can't Vucevic, handle right, for Orlando. Yeah, he's too he's too physical yeah. for AD. He's just he's just a physical, mm-hmm. strong uh, European player. He's too physical. <laughs> now, Anthony Davis has the advantage on the other end, but Vucevic ain't going to do that but just stand by the rim. That's all he's going to do. Hey, and he's going to bob up all his rebounds. I was just say, but he got a three-point shot now, and his mid-range is much better. Yeah, but he don't need he a three-point with Golden State, D. 
Yeah, well, you don't need a three pointer with Golden don't. State because it, right. he he don't. But what he does is what he does is he creates a problem that the Lakers didn't have to face. He's big, he's mm-hmm. strong, he can defend Anthony Davis. He can score on the block, but he can step away from the basket, which draws Anthony Davis away from the paint. You can't hang out in there with mm-hmm. that dude. You can't hang out in there with Draymond because he's a decent three-point shooter. If you're playing four out with, with, with Marquise Chris, who was also a three-point shooter, who's going right. to in the paint? Nobody. You, you they can't no paint protection. You know so I mean? you're basically so, saying – what you're saying, uh, uh, Nicola is basically – uh, Jokic, he's Jokic, but stronger he's and a little bit more foot less handle, but much more physical, and he will dunk on you, which I like. <laughs> well, LeBron dunk. knows him well because LeBron knows him well because when LeBron's with the Heat, uh, that cat got like, like he was averaging like 16 rebounds against Chris Bosh. That's just that's just yeah, what Chris Bosh. You know, yeah, he, Chris Bosh is not a physical guy. We know he's soft as charm and tissue. You know, but hey, it is what it is. He did help win two hey, titles. <laughs> yeah, I don't do Chris Bosch like that, man. But I, man, I, you I don't know how many move. I've actually heard about that one. So that would be a good move. We'll but see. I wouldn't give up the number. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give up my number two pick for him, though. Unless they no, don't send over uh, him and Wiggins straight up. Oh yeah. Then I would. Then I would draft James Wiseman. I would draft James Wiseman then if you give me that guy. Yeah, I would. I would do that. I would. I, well, because James Wiseman, then you're not you're not dependent on him. See, if you draft him now and you don't make any moves, you're dependent on him. And I just don't think he he would be ready for championship quality basketball that Golden State is obviously everybody thinks they're going to play. Because um, you know we know that Clay and Steph is is the greatest shooting backcourt. Although I think my two white guys can shoot, but they're not Clay and Steph. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, they're, so, on the, so, they're on their so way. Basically, they're, they're on so their basically, they're on their way. Basically, he would, yeah, he would, he would steal <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, what's the dude's right. name, the, the Bell McGee role for Golden State. Uh huh. Yeah, but he's better than Javale McGee, though. Right. Oh, the role, the role. But, okay. For, I, my for this year, role, he yeah. was he would okay. steal the Javale right. McGee role. Okay. All so right, what, now, what do you guys think I about all the people possibly wait? Wait, let me ask you this, Dave, okay. real quick. What do you think about Oladipo possibly going to the Bucks? I, I like it. I like it. Now, the only this, the only thing is, are y'all gonna keep Air Bledsoe? They need to get rid of Air Bledsoe. And get, no, no, no. Get that, that's a trade. Yeah, that's a trade. Oh, okay. He he gone. Okay, yeah, he out. Yeah, I I, I, yeah. I love it. You, you got a you got a real ball handler. He gonna be his in his second year coming off that injury, which means he should have most of his explosion back. You still got right. Middleton. Uh, you still got all the shooters. Just now, you got a guy that can get his own shot and can get Giannis easier shots. Uh, I love. Yeah, but I can still defend him. But I can still defend him. But he can still defend him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they can. But they it's still. Harder. Yeah, it is. It, it won't be. It won't be five games. It, it'll be. A, it'll be a much, much more contested battle. Um, yeah, I, I, I like. I like uh, the I think Vic Oladipo and uh, Giannis would be. They would be a great pairing. Listen, man, the, what, what was it, the 2017-2018 Cavs that, that uh, Vic, Vic them took the six-game, seven-game when LeBron had to hit them two game winners? That was the last time we yeah, saw Vic healthy. Dude, Vic, Vic yeah, but that was a nightmare. Yeah, a lot of that was Bagdanovich now. A lot of that was Bagdanovich yeah, okay, now. 
Yeah, a lot like, of come on, Vic, Vic played his thing, but they couldn't do nothing with McDonald's. He was he was eating them up. He was eating them on the post. He was eating them up from the outside. He was giving them. He made he made Braun guard him. That's how that's how much he was giving them headaches. So, I mean, Vic Oladipo's a nice player. I think him and him and Giannis a good pair. The only thing is, will Giannis be able to shoot from the outside? That's the thing. Because you know, if he's not going to be consistent from the outside, I know uh, what Oladipo can do, and I know he can get to the rim. He's he's a better shooter. He's not as athletic as Dwayne Wade, but he's a better shooter. And he, his, his game is similar to Dwayne Wade's. He just he's a better shooter. He's just not as athletic. So that's a good match. It's just it's just that when the game slows down, I'm still going to give Giannis the jump shot. I, I'm going to do what I can to wall him off. Okay, I got one question about that, and everybody else can chime in if y'all want to. Why? Yeah, everybody worry about him having a jump shot when this dude has no low post game. There's no reason why he can't play center. I would never play him anywhere but center. He's the most. But he, didn't, he doesn't want to. But he doesn't want to play with his. But he listen. But he doesn't want to play with his back to the basket, D. He doesn't want. But he doesn't want to play with his back to the basket. If he had a low post game and didn't mind playing down there, he would literally be unstoppable. Yeah, but see, I can beat him up in the playoffs, though. <laughs> but you can beat, but you can beat him up in the playoffs because he can't shoot free throws. That, that that may be one of his reasons too. That why he don't want to get down there because you can just okay if he's just gonna get in the post, with, and, and you got Victor Oladipo, you got mm-hmm. Middleton. I don't know if they're gonna keep him in that deal, but if they it, with Middleton and then Connington and um uh West Matthews, okay, he get in the post. I put a guy in there and say you, I want you to use six fouls. I don't want his. I don't never want to see his arms below his waist, not below, not above his shoulders, but above his waist. I mean, I want you to make sure you keep him locked up. You can defend him a lot easier down there because that's not his natural skill set. It's not like Shaq or or Keane to where they these guys they had years of learning back to the basket moves and they got their skill set better. You know what I'm saying? Like when Shaq was dominant through '99 to 2003, I don't care who you put down there, you could double Shaq. He still was dunking on somebody. But that's coming from a, a lot of sample work of working down there. Giannis, you, you're, you're asking Giannis in the offseason, learn what Shaq learned most of his life. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? No. no. It may, it may not work out that way, though. Listen, mm-hmm. put, put your two, three moves in. Just, you know what I mean? Hook to the middle, maybe hook to the baseline, maybe up and under. At least make an attempt at it. You know what I mean? Like, it's proven that even listen, even if he gets a, a decent jump shot and he's like a forty percent shooter, for as much as he likes to attack the basket, especially in the playoffs, that's not gonna be good enough. But if you can spread the floor, get him the ball in the paint and let him work on somebody, like I saw him just abuse Ben Simmons one game. Now, I don't know if he was just mad at Ben Simmons or something, <laughs> but like he was mauling this dude. Like he dunked on him like four times in one game, like, damn, was he pissed off at Ben Simmons? You know, like, you saw what he could do just in that one particular game. I never saw it in another game where he just wanted to play in the paint. I think he was mad at Ben Simmons or something. But if you put him down there, it changes the way that they can play. Instead of throwing the ball to Robin Lopez, who really don't get fouled, this dude is just going to create contact, which then is going to put other teams in the penalty early. He ain't the only one that's going to be shooting free throws. The rest of his team is, and they're a very good free throw shooting team. All I'm saying is, he should at least give it some thought. He's going to have to do the same thing LeBron did. Realize you're that big and you can play down here if you really want to. Yeah, but LeBron LeBron didn't win championships until he wanted to play in the I know. Until he, until he committed yeah, Le- to it, he couldn't win. Yeah, but LeBron's more skilled. 
I don't I don't he look is. at Giannis like that. <laughs> right? Giannis is Giannis is like a brute to me. He he's like a I mean, he's nothing we've never seen. His ability in the open floor and he takes three steps and he's from one end of the court to the other, but I don't it's not graceful. You know what I'm saying? It it, right. it looks clunky. He's a bull it it, it looks Right. It don't look it don't and I used to say this about LeBron too. LeBron is like where Jordan is a uh, graceful in the air, Tom Wagon, Kobe mimicked all that stuff, and he do the same thing. Well, you look at LeBron, even with all his athleticism, it just didn't look quite as smooth as Michael. So now, if I compare that from going from LeBron to Giannis, it just don't look smooth, D. It looks clunky. It looks like I'm serious. He looks like you know how when you you, you create a player <laughs> on a video game and you make him bigger than the right. court. <laughs> and he, and he gets from one right. to the other. You know what I'm saying? That's what Giannis looks like to me. It's like, it just don't look smooth. I mean, it's effective because he do the same thing. If you cut him off, he spins to the middle over his left shoulder. If, if you don't, then he's gonna, he, he telegraphs when he's going to shoot the shot. I know this, and I'm just watching the game and not studying his film. He telegraphs when he's going to shoot his shot because every time he gets ready to wind up and shoot that jumper, Especially if it's not in yeah. transition because it's a set shot. His feet are already set apart. They got to get His set. feet are already set apart <laughs> to get itself on balance. He just he telegraphs what he's going to do. So it's kind of like, I don't know, D, how you going to get him to work on his footwork to get down there? Because I can promise you. No. I can, you can, no, but that's, they'll beat him up. But that's the point. Okay. All right, because I don't want to stay on this subject too long, but okay. Remember when LeBron first started playing in the paint with Miami? What they used to do? They used to run that scissor action. You, I, I remember this right good. They used to run that scissor action. Right. They start him off on one You're baseline. They get him with a right. quick hammer pick on the side, and he come up with right. quick dunk ins. You ain't got time to double. If you foul him, it's just one dude. Like it ain't the whole team. And if you collapse on him too quick, he was just picking it out real fast. That's all I'm asking mm-hmm. him to do is at least be available on the block. Because as long as he is, if he catches anywhere under the basket, and this is one dude, this dunk anyway. That I don't That's need true. you. I don't need you to be Shaq. I don't need you to be Karl Malone. I don't need you to be Kareem. I just need you to be willing to run down there, catch the ball. Because just like you said, you know when he's gonna shoot. Well, taking him off the ball will make him that much more dangerous. Because now you can't you can't just double him and he ain't got the ball. That's true. So if he's moving, yep. if he's moving and he's flashing and moving, dude, he'll be lethal. He really would. Like, he really would. He just – he likes the ball. He got to learn to give up the ball. LeBron turned into a whole new guy when he decided he didn't have to have the ball all the time. He turned into the dude that we see now. Right. I agree. That's I, I, I agree. Um, I, I get your comparison. I, I, I mean, listen, as a Miami Heat fan, I hope he gets in the post. I'm serious. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Kelly Olynyk in there to get six fouls. I promise you. <laughs> if he gets in the post, oh, right. you make sure you you just beat him up. All right, let's move on. Uh, oh, the NBA draft is happening. I want to ask you guys about uh, this 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 particular NBA draft and the one and done rule. Um, we know that the NBA has come up with this. Um, I guess you could say academy style that they're, they're mimicking soccer with the academy style, letting the guys go D league. They're not going to be a part of a team, but it'd be a special team. It won't count. They, they'll play games, but it won't count towards G league standards or anything like that. So 
Do you guys think this is the last year we'll see the high-level guys going to college, or will more guys take that opportunity and make the $500,000 and go the G League route? I think we still got Zach with us. Zach, I'm going to start with you. Wait, you 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 sound you you sound like you like you outside the car. <laughs> Miss it, I I, still, I can't hear you, Zach. I'm serious. Oh, How about now? Okay, there you go. I said until I said I I, I think they'll go to G League because of the money. You know, a lot of these kids need right. that money, so. Well, until Duke and Kentucky bring, you know, offer more, you know, then, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have to up their bid then. That's all they're going to up their bid. Very, very true. Real quick update before I get to you, D. Uh, Jameis Winston is in the game for Drew Brees. I wonder what happened to Drew Brees. I know he got body slammed on a, on one of them crazy roughing the passes where a guy sacks a guy. And he falls to the side, but they just because he slammed them too hard, it's a uh, rough in the passer. But anyway, James is in, and Breeze is not in. ID, do you think that uh, we're we're not going to see many more one and done? There's a lot of kids going. Will a lot of kids take up the opportunity to play in the G League for the five hundred thousand um, dollars? I think they will. I, I mean, I would do it. Uh, you get you get a great opportunity to be coached by real pros. People getting you ready. You don't have. I mean, you can go to classes if you want to, but you know what I mean. You get a whole year. You get paid very, very well. You get taken care of, and all you do is work on your skills. So, I, I could see a lot of top-ranked players taking that route. I really could. I think it's a great idea. Everybody should think um, Levar Ball. Yeah, yeah. Because that was his idea. And it was a great idea, and he—you know—he yeah. that's what he took advantage of. He sent his son to Australia, so well, his youngest son, yeah, Australia, yeah. And his, his youngest son is about to be the first or the second or third pick in the draft because of what he did. So, I think it's a great idea, man. It takes the, um, it takes the, uh, it takes the money, it takes the money out of the NCAA's hands and gives it to the kids who deserve it anyway. Much more than the NCAA. All right, Walter, what's your opinion? Yeah, I, I think that's definitely going to you're going to see a lot of players probably go that route, and you get the, you get a chance to focus on developing your game. You got the opportunity to be exposed to NBA coaches and and work with a lot of the NBA trainers um, that are working with some of the NBA players. So it, it opens uh-huh. up a, a great well of possibility. Um, because you don't really see players really going three and four years anymore the way it was back in the days of Isaiah, Jordan, Bird, and Magic. You don't really see that anymore. Okay. Let me ask you guys uh, in regards to uh, yesterday college football. We their their guys just throwing. They're putting up video game numbers. Uh, Florida's quarterback threw six touchdowns. Um, North Carolina's quarterback threw seven, I think it was, or six or something like that. Should it go – should the Heisman Trophy go to the guy with the best stats or the guy that is – or in some cases it's going to guys on teams that they're the best player on their team or they're the quarterback on the top team in the nation 
what should actually be the real criteria that all these people that vote on the Heisman should be? Should it be stats or it should it be team success? I'm going to start with you first, D. Um, I, I'm kind of torn on that one. The only reason why I say that is because, like, if you're Alabama's quarterback, it's not hard for you to put up video game numbers because you got all the best players. Like, you literally have all the best players. You got all the best wide receivers. Like, all your wide receivers are four- and five-star guys. You know what I mean? All your running backs are four- and five-stars. All your offensive linemen are five-stars. I don't even think they recruit you unless you got unless you're a five-star. So, Mm. It's almost. I, I I kind of I kind of go towards. You know what I mean? Kind of half and half. It's team success mm-hmm. and stats. You know what I mean? Because like like I said, uh, whatever the quarterback name is for Alabama right now, like he like he lost his number one and they didn't skip a beat. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like his number right. one receiver went down and they got like three more number ones waiting to come in. So if he went to Highland, is he really the best player in the country? Probably not. He just got the best players on his team. So I don't know. That that one is kind of one of those where, like, the, the Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson year, the best player won, even though Peyton Manning had crazy stats. He wasn't the best player. So I think it's more of an eyeball test than anything else. That should determine it. You know what I mean? You look at you can look at a guy and know if he's the best player or not. You really can, because Dalvin Cook was by far the best running back in the country for two years straight, and he never even got an invite. Like it wasn't even funny how much better he was than all the other running backs. But he didn't, you know what I mean? Because his team wasn't the best, he didn't even get an invitation. Good point, Walter. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with um, Derek's um, proposition where you're going to just do a combination of both because if you just went on team success, and I don't really follow college football that much in terms of until they get ready to get to the playoffs, you're going to basically be looking at really whatever four teams that are in the playoffs that are really going to say, okay, here are your Heisman potential winners. But if you give a combination of both of your Charles Woodson and your Peyton Manning, I think that'll – that would be something for me as a casual fan of college football. I think I would be more to want to pay attention when it comes time for the Heisman. Because the way I view it now, it's almost like those that are being nominated for the Heisman, they're, they're, they're only being nominated simple fact based upon their team success. And if you're on Alabama and you got all these top great triple A players, you're, you're almost a shoe in to be a finalist. Very true. Uh, let me ask you guys this. Uh, there was, you know, the NFL came out with this minority of centers um, in regards to organizations. I want to make sure I explain this the correct way and why I think it's just absolutely insulting. Um, I did it during the week, but I don't think I explained it correctly what this actually is. What it is is basically if you have a guy in your organization and he goes and gets a job somewhere else, as a coach, mm-hmm. GM, whatever, but he was in your organization and that led him to get the next job. The previous organization will get a, a compensatory third round pick. That is to give the incentive to the, all the other teams to take a look at minorities. It only happens for minorities now. It's only supposed to be for minority, for minority hires. So to me, 
if you got to go through all that garbage or give teams this type of incentive to hire a qualified person, then they had no intention of hiring that person anyway, except in my opinion, to get the compensation. You see what I'm saying? Or the team to get to get a team the compensation. They didn't have no, they didn't have any incentive before that. So why get, why should they get rewarded for doing the right thing for hiring a qualified person that deserves the job? Cause I don't think anybody gets a job unless they don't deserve it, unless you're a Trump kid. But anyway, so D what uh, is your thoughts about the NFL's minority incentive program? Because I'm like you, man, it's an insult. It's an absolute insult. And this is the reason why, just like you said, you have qualified people who can do a good job, but you'll hire a person who's not qualified just because they look the right shade. That just don't make sense. And now, in order to get you to make a good decision for you, not make a good decision for everybody else to make a good decision for you. I'm going to reward you for making a good decision for yourself. I just that's just that's just idiocy. I'm sorry, that's just plain stupid. And as a black person, you should be offended by it because it's almost like bribery. I got to bribe you to hire black people. Yes, that, that's what that comes off as. I got to bribe you to hire black people, no matter how qualified they are, and what makes me scratch my head is you see them you see them do all the position work that that helps these guys become as good as they are to prop up the guy who's up top to make it look like he's doing a great job when most head coaches are only organizers they don't really do a whole lot the actual mm. people who are doing the coaching work look like us but they don't get the credit for it so if they're able to do player development and get these guys ready. What makes you think they can't be the guy at the top? Why? Like what 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 part of that equation makes sense to you? He can do everything except run the show. And if we want him to run the show, uh you gotta give me an extra pick or something so I'll feel better about hiring somebody that's good enough to do the job. That's just stupid. It's absolutely it is it's and I, and I get those who support it. You, you're entitled to your opinion. It just, it's insulting to me. But anyway, uh, what, what is your thoughts, Walter? Uh, this is the first time I'm kind of hearing about it. So based on what I'm, I'm kind of gathering from you guys, it, you know, looking at the, the Joe Judge thing, and I'm like, wow, you still got someone like a Raheem <laughs> Morris who, who ends up getting the opportunity to coach only because you had finally enough common sense to fire the guy from Atlanta. And now Atlanta is actually playing some competitive, grinding, grinding football. You know, Real quick, wait, Walter. I, really... I, 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 I apologize for cutting you off. I, I just want to add this: he's not going mm-hmm. to get that job, Raheem Morris. You just mentioned him. I, I don't yeah, care has, what that team that. does. Okay. I know that, but just the simple fact you can see clearly that Raheem Morris is a much better coach than him. And so, right. really, he, I mm-hmm. mean, he should be. He should be the one that's been coaching the Giants. I mean, God, I mean, if you didn't want to give it to it, you're frequently just giving it to Jason Garrett already. You know, at least, no. at least put, I'm just saying, at least put someone credit. Wait, 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 Walter, wait, wait. Some Hold on, I get what you're saying, but I get what you're mm-hmm. saying, but there was a time when a Super Bowl champion coordinators would get jobs. Romeo Cornell, okay, he's yes, a brother. Yes, I do he remember that. Charlie, Charlie Weiss. Uh, George Pickford right. didn't take a job only because he was the next line, uh, the successor for 
Bill Walsh. Uh, Bill Walsh, even right. The great Bill Belichick. Yeah, but even the great Bill, uh, Bill Belichick was on the Bill Parcells. And guess what? When they beat the Buffalo Bills in that upset uh, in Super Bowl 25, guess what happened? Bill Belichick got a job. Eric B. Enemy Enemy has been the offensive coordinator for the number one ranked offense. He's coached the MVP, and he is a Super Bowl championship offensive coordinator. Did he get an interview last year? I don't think he got an interview. None was. But they went and hired. They got, got one. Matt Rule. He got one. He, oh, he, he did? With the oh, he did. I didn't know he, he got one. With the Giants. He didn't get it. I didn't even – I didn't know that. Not here. They, they, they yeah, don't want to hear in New York reported that. But but he but they went and hired <laughs> Matt Rule from Baylor with no NFL experience. From Baylor. And the offensive and – and a special teams coordinator, Joe Judge. But it used to be a time <laughs> – when you win the Super Bowl and you're the offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator, you usually get you usually get a job somewhere. But Wait, that day but is not there's, here. There's a caveat to that. There's a caveat to that. Most of the coordinators used to be white guys. Oh, okay. A, I was wondering what most of the coordinators used to be white guys. That's not the that's uh-huh. not the case now. So uh-huh. now you have another kind of decision to make. Am I going to pay this uh-huh. five million dollars, or you know what I mean? So now, or is, even it, or is he the reason for Is he the re- But the, is he the reason for the success? Because we know Andy Reid is an offensive genius. So, is it really Eric Bieniemy? It's Eric Bieniemy. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like that's, I said, that's the other thing like, like I, I said, yeah. the, the the head coach, the head coach gets all the glory because he's the one that the camera looks at. How many times mm-hmm. have you seen John Harbaugh actually call the game? He don't. <laughs> I'm going to call the game. Nah, right. There's a few coaches that actually call their own plays in the NFL, but not many. But they still not have many. to go through the meetings. But they still go through meetings during the week to come up with a game plan, and that's the offensive staff. That ain't just a head coach coming up there with that by itself. It's, it's right. all the offensive coaches working together. So even if Eric Bieniemy is not calling the plays, even if Byron Leftwich is not calling the plays in Tampa, he's still a part of the game plan. Right. Well, I don't. I don't understand why the why 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 you moving the goalpost on us again? Why why you moving the goal line again? I mean, <laughs> come on, man! If if I score a touchdown, give me the touchdown. Nah, that's too much. Me. Like right. So oh, let me ask you this question: what Will, what do you think about the recent uh, hiring of the the general manager in the Miami Marlins? What what's the what's the divide in the field the, the down little, here in the Miami? Little, the little mean lady. Yeah, but yeah, she, I, I she think deserves that's a, it though. She, she, she deserves it. She's from been what right. I, she from was what right. I heard of, you know her. You know her because she was a New York. She was the Yankees assistant yeah. general manager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's the what's the what's the vibe in the field with you know Marlin fans down there? Are they really appreciate how she she cut her teeth and she put in her work? She looked, it looked like she worked it almost two times as hard as some okay. of these other guys that you're, are being uh, you're, hired. You're asking, you're, first of all, you're asking Marlin fans to actually know some information, so you're you're mistaken on that. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, no, uh, they they don't even know. They don't know nothing about our track record. Most of the time, well, more than likely, just be people being casual. Uh, observers of baseball in Miami because they don't really follow it unless the Marlins are doing well. Um, okay. They don't know who she is, but I think they will be very impressed at the fact that not only 
did the Mar do the Marlins have a woman that's the first general manager and the first Asian to be a general manager? They have a lady that's the senior uh senior vice president of player personnel or something like that. So they have two women in high positions, but that's that's Derek Jeter. That that's all Derek Jeter. You know what I'm saying? That's him having diversity in his front office and understanding. And plus those ladies came from the Yankees with him anyway. Like I said, the young lady you're talking mm-hmm. about, Kim, uh I'm just gonna Say the last two letters of name because I don't want to miss my saying NG. She uh she worked on the Brian Cashman <laughs> for years. So yeah, she worked under she worked under him for years, and then she just came from Major League Baseball um, international affairs. So she's got the chops, and I'm pretty sure she's gonna work her tail off to make sure they get a qualified winner or, or, or try to build a winner there. I mean they're on their way. He he got rid of all the good players so he can get prospects and picks and money. So, you know, Jeter, I'm pretty sure Jeter wants to win. I think he blocked it. I think Jeter was the one that blocked uh, A-Rod and J-Lo from buying the Mets. I think that was Jeter. I think he went to Steve Cohen and told him, say, make sure you get the, the Mets because I, I don't want A-Rod to get nothing because, <laughs> you know, they got a few, <laughs> supposedly. Wow. <laughs> he should be mad. He should be mad at A-Rod, man. Yeah, him him and A Rod had a little situation going on. It was it's it's even still awkward. I don't know if it's really the way it was when they were supposedly going at feuding with each other, but it's not. It's still awkward. You can tell when they interact with each other. It's still awkward. So and then look at the slap in the face that Derek Jeter did. Derek Jeter bought the professional baseball team in Alex Rodriguez's hometown. Alex Rodriguez is—he's from Miami. He lives in Miami. That's where right. you know he's been for his time. And Derek Jeter for the team—that's hey. there. So hey, he got caught slipping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, Derek Jeter lose. and Derek Jeter came up, and Derek Jeter came up with the you know the, the the correct financial backing or financial partners to be able to purchase the Marlins. I mean, he doesn't have that much, I think, ownership in the Marlins, but they he's found the people with money that's going to say, hey, yeah, you're a championship winner. You know how know how a championship organization should be. So they, they gave him, you know, free reign pretty much, I guess. So he went and hired, you know, he's got diversity in his his, uh, his front office. I don't know what, what people in South Florida think, Walter, because they're, they're fair weather fans. I'm serious. And I don't okay. think they even know okay. who she is besides the fact that she's a woman and she's Asian. I don't think they know anything about her criteria. You know, I don't. I do because I watch baseball and I follow sports. So I know I know where she came from, and I'm pretty sure she'll do a good job. I don't think he would just hire her because she's an Asian woman. I think because she worked on the Brian Cashman, and we know nobody knows how to finance the books like the Yankees, Alabama, Kentucky, and Duke. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me ask you this follow up. Let me ask you this follow up question. Uh, with this recent World mm-hmm. Series and this 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 mm-hmm. dispute around you know analytics, has the analytics mm-hmm. and the Moneyball era come to an end? No. Of ba- baseball? No. You think have, has it come no. to an end? I mean, because I I look at how Oakland has still not won a World Series, but they 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 say basically you know they're the ones who are the the authors of it. But they never really wanted with it. Okay, let me let me ask you this question. You've yes, been sir. up for a raise. You've been a you've been up for a raise at your job before. A couple times, yeah. Seriously. Okay, when you go in for your evaluation, where they what, how do they determine whether or not you're gonna get your raise? Based on what? 
for the most part, performance. Performance, performance, right? Yeah. That's what analytics is. But that's what analytics is. See, it gives the GM and the, the team the the possibility, of, I mean, well, let, let them determine whether they should give you your money or not. It ain't based upon, oh, you are, you are a great help to the team and you're going to be a great role player or team player. No, if you're going to get your big money, it's going to be based upon statistics, which is analytics. So I got to break it down that way for you. It's just like Bam Adebayo. Somebody, I heard somebody say Bam Adebayo should do the Miami Heat a favor. Bam Adebayo be a fool. Don't you do the Miami Heat no favor. They owe you that money. Get your right. money. Don't, uh-uh, don't do Pat Riley. No, that, that ain't, that, that, your job is not to do Pat Riley's job. Your job is not to do the GM's job or, or, or Mickey Harrison's job. You say, okay, I know y'all love me, but y'all, in y'all collective bargaining agreement, it said, after I get off my rookie contract and I do this and such, and I meet certain criteria, I'm eligible to be a max player. Show me my money. I'm not doing y'all mm-hmm. no favors. Uh, I love you. I appreciate you taking me. And I appreciate you developing me, but you're going to pay me. I ain't doing you no mm-hmm. favor. Because I heard somebody say, man, you can, he got to do what's best for the team. Man, forget that team, because if he get hurt, they're going to find a way to take his number off that book. Get your money, bro. You ain't getting right. nothing. Mm-hmm. Get it. Agreed. So, well, you not you. You got to look at the team. No, I ain't got to look at it. No way. If I'm Bam out of bio, you <laughs> owe me $27 million. Let me get my $27 million. I know. Mm-hmm. Agreed. He I don't understand fans. I read his backstory. That's right. <laughs> it not only whether he deserves he deserves it. Yes, D. But they listen. Your collective bargaining agreement. Thank you. Your collective bargaining agreement said if I meet such 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 criteria, I do all these things, and I'm eligible to be a max player. You got to pay me. I don't want to be no restricted free agent. I want my money. No, I don't care nothing about no Giannis Antetokounmpo coming here. I want my money. <laughs> Pay me mine. You gave Jimmy <laughs> thirty three. I want my money. Now, I'm serious. I goes, hey, get your I money, man. Y'all ask for you. Yeah, <laughs> I can't understand. Why do fans? Why are fans in players' pockets? I don't understand it. Well, that's being selfish. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Hmm. It's just like it's just like when we work for for Randall Sloan. They want to count every penny and every nickel you got, but they want to get as much of theirs as they can get. I guarantee you, the exactly. same fans who talk about he need to get some money back ain't gonna give now penny back to their job. That's that man, right. They probably they probably getting their check and stealing half the supplies so they don't have to buy their own so they can keep more of their money. Well, that, that's what Dwayne Wade did. That's what Tim Duncan did. They they did what's best for yeah. the team. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you saw that work for Dwayne. They right? did D Wade, didn't they? I know exactly. You can, I saw that one. I'm gonna give y'all. 50, and, and, I'm gonna give y'all fifty million back, and we ain't gonna give you nothing. Nothing. And then only reason why it really it balanced out for Dwayne was because of that Chinese shoe deal, and plus he was a Jordan athlete, so he made he made his money off the court. Yes, he did. I don't know if Bam mm-hmm. gonna make that money like that, but I'm like Chris Bosh when people say, "Well, Houston offered him eighty eight million. Well, if the Heat wanted him to stay." They had to come up with another twenty million dollars. It's just that simple. They know I'm. I know you're right. Listen, if you want me to stay, give me a little bit more. If I'm that valuable to you, give me you. If you got the money to give it to me, give it to me. I'm always on side with the player. Yeah, it may hurt the team building the team, but man, please. They say Patrick Mahomes four hundred million dollars is uh, team friendly. Then Patrick yeah, Mahomes is a fool. Man, that's what I'm saying. Patrick Mahomes is a fool because 
Patrick Mahomes just made the value of that franchise what got to be billions and billions of dollars with his, with his exposure, with his play, and in a Super Bowl win and four hundred million over what? What is it? Ten years? And they say he underpaid. Patrick Mahomes is a fool. <laughs> if that's what that is, I know you right. I, mean, I wouldn't do, would do no favor for the team. Not me. Man, get your money. Because if you get, guess what happens in the NFL if you get hurt? Guess what happens to that contract? They void your contract. Thank you, sir. They they cut you under an injury waiver. <laughs> sure does. Mm. So I'm mm-mm. bam out of bio ought to get paid. Get that mess. <laughs> and plus, you never know. We in COVID. He might get sick. <laughs> get that guarantee. I know. I won't try I to ain't tell you, man. No, I ain't wishing on them. I'm just saying. We 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 playing sports in a global pandemic. Bro, get your money before they cut this. Because if they cut that salary cap, your 27 may go down to 23, 22. I mean, you know. I know. Shoot, not only that, man. You may be one of the people who who got like a weird trait that you don't know about. You get sick and can't play no more. You know what I mean? You might like this dude who bleed, lose one of your legs or something crazy. Then what? You think they're going to give you a homeboy deal and be like, hey, dog, don't worry. We still going to pay you this other $125 million. Hey, no. <laughs> hey, Patrick, you know what I mean? Better, it was nice knowing you, man. I really know. You better call Chris Bosh. Better talk, baby. Hey, <laughs> Chris Bosh, when he got them blood clots, the Miami Heat said, okay, I'll tell you what. Our doctor say you can't play. Well, Chris Bosh went by $200, $200, and he found one quack that said he could play. And he said, our doctor said you can't play. No. And plus, mm-hmm. we need your money to come off the books next year. So we're going to put you on this injury list. So guess what happened? Next year, your money comes off the books. They love Chris Bosh for getting that, that, that game six rebound and kicking it out to Ray Allen. But when it came down to that money, mm-hmm. they told Chris Bosh what they thought of him. Appreciate the rebound, bro. But your number coming off the books. <laughs> That's business. So let me That's ask you guys this sport. other question on the, on, the, on the other topic. Which few will publicly come to an end? Isaiah Thomas and, and Michael Jordan? Or Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. Which which team will come to an end first? Neither. 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 <laughs> yeah, well, no, nah, I say neither because they are really mad at Ray Allen, which makes no sense because they the should people, be mad at Ray the, Allen. Dude. They should be mad at Doc. They should be mad at, at Ray John Rondo. And they should be mad at Avery Bradley. And they should understand as professionals why he took offense to Doc Rivers telling him he's coming off the bench behind Avery Bradley, because at that time, Avery Bradley was an established player. But they say, well, he went to Miami and came off the bench. That's a difference than coming off the bench behind a, a perennial all-star and a future Hall of Famer than coming off the mm-hmm. bench for a guy behind. who was not on the D-Ways. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't want to play behind a jag and I'm, I'm a, you know what I'm saying, I'm one of the greatest shooters of all time, one of the greatest players of all time. I don't want to come behind, off the bench behind him because – you want a more defensive backcourt. Okay, so that, if that's what you're telling me, deuces. So they are really petty if they still holding on that. I'm talking about Kevin Garnett and, and Paul Pierce. Well, the Michael Jordan well, and, well. and Isaiah thing ain't never ended. <laughs> nah, they're going to be dead. They're going to be dead, and then both of them making it, make it into heaven. They're going to get to the gate, and, and Peter gonna have to t- St. Peter going to have to tell them, all right, now, nah, y'all knock this crap off. Okay. Y'all, 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 y'all going to have to. <laughs> and, 
They're going to let that go. But, but they explain not. to me. But, but D, explain to me. Okay, this is what I don't get. Okay, Isaiah said the other day, or not too long ago, I beat Michael Jordan. I wasn't concentrating on him. I was worried about Magic, Bird, Kareem, and those guys. Where's the problem in that statement? Because it's, it's facts. It's true. The right. Bulls were not that good in the 80s. So what's the problem mm-hmm. with that? Is Michael Jordan that petty to where he beat Isaiah one time in the playoffs and Isaiah beat him twice? And he that petty <laughs> to where he can't acknowledge that, okay, he, yes, he did beat me. I only beat him one time. And don't and mess me with that handshake, well, that handshake stuff. Well, that, that's well, garbage. First off, man, I don't know Michael Jordan crazy as heck. I don't care what none of y'all say. Michael Jordan got some issues. He really do. He got some real narcissistic issues. As great as he was, he liked for people to acknowledge how great he was all the time. He could try to act like he was all this. Ah, uh, you humble, being humble, nice. Proud. He liked people to kiss nobody. He liked people to kiss nobody. His butt. You being nice. Yeah, nobody. That's what he liked. People to kiss his butt. That crap. So. And you know what I mean? Zeke, Zeke ain't one of them people. You know what I mean? Zeke like, hey, man, I beat you more time than you beat me. We got in your behind a lot of times. Now what? Mike Mike never liked that. Like, uh, Kevin Garnett had a great story about him and J.R. Ryder and how, you know what I mean, KG, he was like, I'm hype. You know what I mean? He's talking trash. And Mike, Mike get mad and drop like 17 on him in a quarter. Okay, that's all good and fine. But you talk just as much trash as everybody else. You cannot then take that personally. So whatever Isaiah said about you, you probably said something a hundred times worse. Get over it. Everything he took everything personally. That was his but thing. He, everything was personal to him. But he but he but, but he, he tricked but he tricked Isaiah into doing the last dance. Because Isaiah said, Had right. he known that was the route that Michael Jordan was gonna take, why would he sit down to an interview and they have somebody still call you an asshole? I mean who who wants to subject yeah. themselves to that? You know, that, no, that, that's hey. Michael Jordan. Michael, Michael Jordan is really petty, and he has a God complex, too, which, you know, I get yeah. it. You know, your sneakers are, your, your sneakers are nice because your boy Wham. And, you know, a lot of people, because some people say they met Michael Jordan. I, I, I've even heard celebrities. I met Michael Jordan, and it seemed like, man, he got a glow. Then you need to get your priorities in order because he ain't I Jesus. Know. You, <laughs> I know. <laughs> No, I'm I, sorry. I've heard stories of how rude he was to people. Like, like remember the rapper Chameleon? Now, Chameleon now was like they they had a celebrity auction, and he bought one of Mike jerseys as part of the uh, charity event for like eight grand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The money go to charity. He was like, all he wanted was, hey Mike, man, can you sign me, sign the jersey? I just pay eight thousand dollars for so I can frame it. He was like, no, nah, I don't sign nothing for the N word, and just walked off. You know what I mean? Like, I believe who does it. that. What normal, regular person who just had somebody spend $8,000 for your charity treats people that way? But, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not a hater. I'm a, I'm the Mike fan. But he can miss me with all the, the, the humbleness and all of that stuff. The only thing I think he said I that guess. was really, really true was when he said that he threw up in the back of the plane because he was nervous when he first came back and they played Indiana. I believe that. Yeah. But yeah, but you know, what I, mean? I, Aside from I think that, we like know everything. Slights. <laughs> I think we know everything. We, I think we know everything we need to know about Michael Jordan. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna just put it like this: Michael Jordan left a black woman, very nice looking. Now he did pay her when he divorced her, and he married a girl twenty years his junior. <laughs> That's his. Wow. She worshipped the ground That's, he walked on. 
That's all you need to know. If you don't know nothing else, you don't know no background story, you don't know nothing else. Michael Jordan, divorce a black woman, man a Hispanic girl, kids grown. His kids are grown. Now, I want y'all, all of us in the same age, we all 40, 40 plus. Don't, none of us want no more little babies. Maybe D. No. But me and Walter don't want no more little babies. So no. If you had that kind of money, so she could be, so she could be mad at buddy. you because you go to sleep like a regular person. <laughs> Why you sleeping? Because hey. it's ten o'clock. Hey. <laughs> Why you ain't sleeping? He left, a, he left a woman. Went had he he left a good woman. Went ahead to pay her dime. His kids grow. He get a girl twenty years younger than him. She got twins. Now he's fifty eight years old. Changing diapers. That's all you need to know I about know, Michael right? Jordan. That's it, right there. That's yeah, all. That's true. Know. That's it. That's true. That's all. That's, you ain't got no no other insight about Michael Jordan, but knowing that, and plus, his wife was Darnell. His first wife Darnell looked white, and now he married a, a really fair skinned girl. Not only do we have a dark man come play for something is mentally wrong with that boy, with Michael Jordan. I'm sorry, and if you're Michael Jordan fan, <laughs> well, you you will be okay. You'll be all right. It's just the truth. I'm sorry. That's what that is. <laughs> if you don't know it. <laughs> and he's a great talent. He's, probably, he's the greatest basketball player I've seen. I didn't see Will Chamberlain. I did not see Bill Russell. I did not see Elgin Bell. So the greatest basketball player I saw was Michael Jordan. But, again, I don't care what these guys do off the court. Long, what they do between them lines, it matters to me. But you want to know anything about Michael Jordan, just know that little snippet. That's it. It's just like Dan Marino. Dan Marino mm-hmm. is a great quarterback. He is an asshole. He is a re- he is really oh, wow. a terrible guy. Dan Marino is a terrible guy. Really terrible. There has been multiple times there have been brothers on that team wanting to whoop Dan Marino. And other brothers stop them and be like, yo, he's the meal ticket. I know, he's, I know what he is, but he's the meal ticket. If you want to play on this team, you're going to take it because a lot of us have to take mm-hmm. it. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't hey, know man. that. You must have, oh, girl, you didn't watch the Dolphins that closely. His on-the-field action no, tell you everything you need to know about Dan Marino. Everything, everything that you saw on that field with him yelling and cussing at the coaches, yelling and cussing at receivers when it was sometimes his fault, that's who he was. That's, that's him. That's exactly right. him. Yeah. Dwayne Wade is another one. Dwayne Wade is – Dwayne Wade is – the greatest team sports winner in Miami history. He's a jerk. He's a straight up jerk because <laughs> that dude a weirdo. He not not only that, not only that. This Walter, this is all you need to know. This is all you need to know. Mm-hmm. He took his kids from their mama. What what real now? And she didn't have a problem. She wasn't on no drugs and she wasn't on nothing. But because he decided right. to move on, he took. His kids from their mama. That's all you need to know. That's yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Right. Okay. Real men don't do that. No, they don't. No. Report. No, I, no. Not, not any real men that I know do that. Hey, well, the, men, the men we know, okay, but the men we knew that, 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 that raised us and that had real values and knew the the the, the, the the value of taking care of a woman, they would not have done that. I've heard so many old school guys say, I would never take my kids from their mother. That's all you need to know about him. 
Anyway, great discussion. Thank you guys for your time. Stay a prayer for somebody. Just prayer changes things. Guys, thank you so much. So, hey, tomorrow, 6 o'clock, live show, Spreaker.com. Don't uh, talk about week. What's this, week 10? Yeah, week 10 NFL. Thank you guys so much. All right. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.